that led to the foundation of OBE Power. We kind of redefined the business model and created what we call today electric vehicle charging as a service. Alejandro Bergana, welcome. Thank you. So we're going to talk all about the EV revolution and your role in it as the co-founder of, of OBE Power, uh, which of course is based right here in Miami. That's but right. before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about your journey and namely that you were actually among the first people in Miami to own an electric vehicle. Tell us about that. Well, um, prior to that event, I was already trying to connect the dots about uh, the reduction of a carbon footprint. What can we do about it? It's not only about uh, reducing in our lifestyle, but at some point I decided to make it part of my business, to, yeah. to, to create a, a business solution that will revolve around that. The opportunity came after I lost my, my regular conventional gas mobile after a, a very heavy storm that caused a floating event in Miami. Mm. Well, right. in one of those events, uh, I was uh, you know, driving home with my family over the foot of water for you know, like two, three miles. We managed to get home, but at that point, just when we hit the ramp, the vehicle died. Mm. So, so I was like, well, car. maybe time for a new car on one side, and then on the other side, time to maybe try something different. Yeah. Something that doesn't pollute, that doesn't have uh, greenhouse gases emissions. The wait list was, period was for six, seven months to get a vehicle at that time. And the, uh, the manager of the store called me and said, there is this opportunity, but you need to make the, the decision like before tomorrow. I say, <laughs> I'll make I, the decision I already, right now. I already yeah. made the decision. I got the vehicle. It happens to be the second one. It wasn't even available for sale in Miami. So that vehicle was our first experience driving electric. The moment I felt the torque, the silence, the power, the convenience to drive, I realized that electric vehicle, that technology will actually change the way we move from A to B, the way the whole transportation section uh, sector will be changed and revolutionized just by that. So a little over 10 years ago, yes. you're now the co-founder of OBE Power. Mm -hmm. Tell us about what OBE Power does when you launched it uh, and how sort of each one of us experience it in our lives today. Sure. OBE Power, we are still dedicated to accelerate the transition to electric, clean and efficient e-mobility. Mm -hmm. So uh, there are many ways you can do that. We started selling charging stations, trying to sell the project, the solution to some of the uh, local corporations, uh, office buildings in 2014. Yeah. We started trying to sell, but we were trying to sell chargers before electric vehicles were here. Right. So everybody was uh, you know, inviting us to do our sales pitch because that was quite an interesting. People wanted to know about the future. But for us, we were trying to make a present. We were trying to make a living out sure. of that. Yeah. So that story about, oh, tell, tell me about the future wasn't paying the bills. Right. So we, we decided, well, maybe the, there is a different way. So we went back to the, the, uh, the whiteboard trying to design a new business model. That led to the foundation of OBE Power. We were no longer selling charging solutions. We decided, well, if people are not ready to buy them, why don't we invest in the properties where we anticipate good levels of demand and utilization for charging mm. services. So we kind of redefined the, the business model and created what we call today electric vehicle charging as a service. And uh, electric vehicle charging as a service. That is okay, correct. What's Matt. that? 
what we do is we are not selling hardware, we are not selling software. That is what the vast majority of uh, the companies in this industry are doing today. Every time we identify a property that is suitable for you know, a good demand level so for, for charging, we approach them and when they are, once they are ready to, to adopt the, the, the solution, they are pretty much calling every company in the industry trying to get their ideas and then at that point we get and say, how about if we take care of everything? We take care of your demand, we will do it at no cost to you. Forget about the permitting, the installation, forget about the, you know, pulling the power and or the, the entire electrical you know, make ready project. Forget about trying to choose uh, this or that brand of, uh, of charges. We, we only work with best in class in the industry. We also develop our own software that integrates our, our platform technology, that inter integrates the best in class hardware from different brands, regardless of whether they are OCPP or OCPI. So let me, if I can ex let me take a shot at trying to explain it. So for example, if I am a, a, a condo owner, yes. uh, and I wanna have some charging stations in my garage, uh, call you and you can make it all happen. Yes. Or if I'm a, a municipality and I wanna have a place to charge up my EV government vehicles, call you, you make it happen. Is that, that, all? that is correct. Is that Not right? only that we can okay. make it happen, mm -hmm. we do, but also we do it at no upfront cost and zero operational cost. Wow. We take care of the electricity cost, the maintenance, the operations, the management of the solution, and we do that always having as a priority the, uh, the best user experience for the drivers. What are the particular use cases? Office buildings, governments, apartments, what are the places? Where the vast majority of the charging activity happens is where people live. And so we are serving multifamily condominiums, yeah. rental communities. That is where by far, with all the charging, I, I could say, the great majority of the charging activity happens today. So we try to, to focus our attention on that because if we are doing it at no cost, that means that, and we are assuming not only the financial burden and the risk of utilization, we have to deploy charging stations in a very smart way. So we need to make sure that we, uh, our deployment strategy is uh, actually being followed by real people actually connecting and plugging into our charging uh, stations. So we need to, to define the, ex the, the great locations, uh, what will be a convenient location inside what is considered a building that qualifies, because uh, it makes a huge difference whether you deploy the charging stations like next to the elevator or mm. at the very last corner of the sure. parking garage where nobody sure. wants to go, particularly if it is open or rainy or hot or humid like it is always in Miami. That convenience factor plays a very important role of, of people actually feeling motivated to park and connect at those locations. And so since we are assuming that financial risk, we need to make sure that people actually utilize it. Otherwise, our partners, our investors will never back our business model. If you do it right, you can create a, a very profitable, sustainable, and scalable business model to the point that just by paying too much attention into trying to understand the, 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 the behavior and the charging patterns of those who drive electric, trying to understand where they would like to, to, to charge, when, at what time of the day they are connected, for how long, where exactly, how many days a week. When, when you get a full understanding on all of that and you adapt your deployment strategy and your uh, release of resources based on, on that data, then you can uh, 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 you know, get great levels of utilization. In fact, our average utilization today is twice as high as the average in the industry. Talk about sort of how, sort of the, 
how big the scale has been to date in terms of the, the places that you are across Miami, and then the cities and states that you're out in elsewhere around the country. I think I mentioned we started in 2017, mm -hmm. one customer at a time in a very uh, segmented way and granular way to pretty much knocking doors and going after what we thought at the time was a good uh, uh, location. But we were lucky to land good customers. We, we land first like Carnival Cruises, Carnival Cruise Line, the headquarters. And then after that, well, let's, it seems like they we're getting good utilization there. Let's go to Royal Caribbean. And from that, let's go to Miami Parking Authority. And mm -hmm. then we have Miami Parkings. So why don't we talk to the county? And uh, so one thing led to another. And, and so we managed to get good customers since day one. Those customers allow us to, to get credibility. And from that, we elevated to regional managers or to corporations or to national accounts. While we were doing that, uh, the opportunity and, and the capital came later, but the opportunity to get to other markets came. So we started in our immediate area of influence, which is, which is Southeast Florida, here in Miami. Yeah. We're a Miami local company. Yeah. And this is the, 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 the kind of customers where we are started because we also wanted to make a statement here. Miami is perhaps one of the uh, coastal cities that is most exposed to, you know, the, the, the menace of uh, sea level rise and, and storms and all of that. So that's why it is important that uh, as a Miamians, we are also trying to minimize our carbon footprint from transportation. And that's how now we are working in Fort Worth, Texas. We're working in, in New Orleans, Louisiana. We're waiting to hear it from other cities in Ohio as well. So, so the, the so uh, Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, uh, and Florida. And that's Georgia where we are. Florida. Those today. are the four states you're in. And yes. now you're trying to expand to Ohio. So and by the end of the year, we expect to be we expect to be in four more states. Got it. And so your differenti differentiator in this rapidly growing mar market is your you identify property owners to uh, to install the, your systems with. Are others doing that? Funny, uh, I mean, it's funny that you ask because when we started, uh, the, the uh, common uh, conception and, and con you know, impression that people got from our business is like, you guys are crazy. You're wasting your time, your money. How long, how long it takes for you to get uh, the payback period? At the time when we started, it was like nine, 10 years. It's like, why are you doing that? You're wasting your, your resources uh, and your time trying to do it. But reality is that we knew at the time, or we had a sense, if we didn't have a sense, we have a lot of faith that <laughs> at some point with enough critical mass, with more people driving electric, uh, at some point these, uh, the payback period will go from 10 to 8, from 8 to 6, from 6 to 4, and now it is anywhere between 3 and 4 years. Why? Because of the, the you know, having learned some hard lessons about deployment strategy and trying to deploy the exact amount of chargers at the right location. Mm. So that's how you actually generate uh, uh, income based on utilization. Sure. Then there are other uh, uh, avenues uh, to, to collect additional revenue sources such as branding and advertising or subscription in some cases. So when you combine all of that and then you start offering services to fleets or municipalities and now are in a very uh, advanced process to convert their fleets uh, to electric. So, and, and, and that, that's perhaps the next wave of, uh, of services uh, of, that are coming to, to make sure that we reach serious levels of growth and expansion. To complement like where all of this is going, when we started, it was incredibly small to a point that we were uh, doing perhaps uh, 100 charging sessions a month. Now we do three times that a day. And, wow. and, and so it's a huge ramp up and we see that figure growing like 10% every month.
as we think about the Miami of 2030, even the Miami of 2040, today we still see lots of gas stations you know, around Miami. Uh, is your thesis that those will all essentially go away as we think about the end of the decade or the end of 2040? Well, I hope that some of them go away yeah. because they, no, they offer no contribution to our, you know, our uh, uh, the design and the benefit of our cities. Nobody wants to be uh, living or sitting next to a gas station. There is so much pollution associated mm. to that. Sure. But also these are very exciting times. I mean, working with the county and the city of Miami right now, they are you know, heavily uh, investing their resources into making sure that we are getting public transportation, we are, you know, shifting cars away from the city, that we are, uh, you know, trying to convert their own fleets to electric. When you combine all of that and you're trying to, to foresee what's going to happen after 2030, I will see a cleaner city with better traffic and transit systems. We get to see a more silent city with less pollution and, uh, and of course, that will be like a model for other cities to, to, to follow. It is fair to say that the future you imagine, the future that you're actively working to build right now, mm -hmm. is one where you know, people aren't making generally and uh, through their days stops to, to, to refuel, recharge their car. That it will be happening while you know, you're asleep overnight, while you're at the office, while you're doing grocery shopping. The reality is that, that going to the uh, gas station to, to fuel your, your vehicle is actually an inconvenience. The reality is that you don't need to do that at all. Actually, you can, you can charge while you are working, sleeping, playing tennis, watching a movie, while you are living your life. Because your vehicle, which spends 80% of the lifetime parked on a parking garage, can also get charged while it is parked and while you are living your life. You will never have to do that because where you go, chances are in the near future that you will find charging stations at destination. So you can always park and while you get there and you, we do this interview, my car is charging right now. Um, what are things here in Miami that we can be doing to make Miami as a community, Greater Miami, Miami-Dade County, as a leader uh, in the transition to EVs for our entire community? Well. Education is a good factor. Mm -hmm. This conversation, did Posca, the, this interview is actually a great contributor to that because we are making people, you are helping us spread out the news, spread out the information, the good information about it. It is important to, to remove all the misconceptions about driving electric. One of them is that electric vehicles are more expensive. They are not anymore. Now you can buy an electric vehicle with a range of uh, between two and 300 miles per charge at a very reasonable price. Then, of course, we get the support from corporations. We get the support from the, uh, the, 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 the municipalities, the county, the city. Every city in Southeast Florida that is actually adopting uh, uh, these kind of uh, norms and, and ordinances also like to, the to promote that. new developments having For EV example, charging. universities, yeah. we're working with uh, DOVA, UM, and they are also, they have a very aggressive uh, plans to do that. And at the same, at the same time, uh, the more convenient we make it, we are making our cities much more livable and much more enjoyable. Uh, and I will ask you the question, I don't want to put uh -huh. you in the spot, but sure. there is a tendency of uh, people overstating the amount of gas stations. Do you have any idea how many gas stations are in the country? In the country? Yes, in the United States. Oh my States. gosh, I have no idea, but it feels like there's not a shortage right now. Well, people will think, oh, millions. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, the real answer is uh, anywhere between 120 and 140,000. And that number has been the same for the last 15, 20 years. Wow. 
Now, do you know how many charging stations you can find no, in the country? How many? Public? How many? This is it's great. close to 100,000. And it's growing 30 to 40% year over year. So over the next year or two, we'll have more charging stations than, than gas, gas stations. stations. Of course, the gas stations, the average has like six uh, fuel pumps. And I'm talking about a connector, a public right. charger. But hey, that figure, like more charging stations than gas stations, is a very important figure. You will see that in the headlines uh, soon, in the next two, three years. And then after that, we the industry growing at 30, 40% annually, you will see that it will take only three more years to have more electric connectors or charging stations than fuel pumps. It is going to happen within this decade, before 2030. Alejandro Bergana, thank you very much. Thank so you, Matt. appreciate it. Thank you for the time and the opportunity.